0: pats pulpit podcast all right hello everybody and welcome to the pats pulpit podcast i am what's left of alex shane here with what's left of rich hill after watching the Patriots completely embarrass themselves on Thursday night football to the tune of a 24-3 to beatdown at the hands of the Los Angeles Rams, Rich and I have been tasked with the unfortunate job of breaking down this game for you all and all things that were around the NFL in week 14 as this season went mercifully to a close. Rich, how you doing, buddy? You okay? Need any help over there?
1: Man. This is just such a disappointing way for the season to end, right? I mean, I know they're not officially out, and we'll spend more time on our podcast breaking that down, but their season's pretty much over. Can't, I mean, Alec, if you went into this week and you said the Patriots are going to get the ball three times, at least at midfield or in Rams territory, at least three times, if you know they're able to hold Jared Goff to 137 passing yards you'd expect them to win, right? You'd expect the Patriots to be in a really good position to win. You would, but here we sit
0: this fine morning. Uh, what's weird to me, Rich, is that we've we talked about it at Nas. I think like we've kind of done it at, over and over this point. There's just no figuring this team out. And I don't know if this is the worst they've looked uh, in the entire season, but when they lose, with the exception of the Bills game and the Seahawks game, They've just looked so bad when they've lost that it's been very difficult to break the game down because you don't even know where to start. It's just how do you have such ineptitude on the offensive side of the ball after playing so well other weeks? It's just, it's just so confusing and a little frustrating.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, and you also you look at how the offense has produced against the NFC West other than against that Seahawks game. Uh, Cam Newton, terrible game against the Rams. Terrible game against the Cardinals. Terrible game against the 49ers. This is just kind of how the Patriots season went, is that, you know, you go on the road or you play these different teams, and the offense just absolutely just vaporizes. This this Patriots team, three points, absolutely unacceptable, inexcusable, and, uh, you know, if you had to point your fingers at two like why the Patriots offense was unable to do anything against the Rams, where would you even start pointing?
0: Well, I'll start with the optimistic take,
1: uh, and I think it's true. I'm
0: not going to lean too heavily on it because it's not the only reason, but I really do think you can't understate the value as Isaiah Wynn brings to this team, particularly Mm -hmm. in the run game and the stretch runs, Uh, not having him having to move around the offensive line, leaving Jermaine Illuminor on Aaron Donald, for example, but I think him being out, not being out there, uh, really, is a detriment to this run game. So you got to give that excuse uh, as much as one can. Now, is that a 24 to 3? No, uh, <laughs> the real reality is honestly like the Patriots don't have the weapons, and they're not executing. That is a recipe for disaster. They're not a good team offensively. Their best receiver is 34 years old and on the IR. There's a massive drop off after that, and their quarterback isn't very good. He's very slow in his release. He looks behind the ball. His decision making isn't great. He's like a he he he's playing like a quarterback who's actually a running back that's falling off the running back cliff. That's probably <laughs> the best way I can I can describe it. Uh, he's got some moments and he's played some phenomenal games, but. I just don't think he's really got it anymore. He's 31, which isn't old, but it's not young for a guy who's taken a lot of hits in his career. And the combination of a lack of weapons and a lack of execution and cohesion is a recipe for what we saw on Thursday night.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I, what always shocks me about seeing Cam out there is that it's obvious that he has so much talent. But you see, yeah, as you said, mechanically, his windup is super slow. It can be a mess. You see his pocket presence how many of his sacks that he has taken this year have been just his fault, just for having just poor awareness of, the, you know, where the pass rushers are or just holding onto the ball simply for just way too long. Uh, and part of that is, you know, the receivers aren't able to get open, but it should be his job to get rid of the football if he doesn't see anyone open and supposed to taking those negative plays, which sets them back. And he takes those regularly, multiple times per game. And so, yeah, I, I think that Cam Newton... He has his upsides. I wouldn't be upset with bringing him back next year, but he is no longer a franchise quarterback. He is uh, playing some of his his worst football as of late. And uh, honestly, at this point, I'm looking forward to the Patriots turning over the keys to Jarrett Stidham because at the very least, might as well see what you got with him because that's uh, (laughs) might as well figure out what you're going to do for the offseason.
0: Yeah, I mean, that is a big debate around Patriots Nation. If, do we stick with Cam and
1: let him ride it out, or do we
0: throw Jerick Stidham in because what the hell do they have to lose at this point? Uh, technically, they have a playoff spot to lose. The Patriots are not out of the playoffs. We we'll talked about it. Um, they have a very difficult road to get there, but they are technically still in the playoff hunt. So I guess if Cam represents the best chance, then rock on. Do you want to see what you have with Stidham? Is Stidham the guy in 2021 and beyond? I don't know. I personally am in the ride out cam camp. And the only reason I'll say that is because Belichick has seen Cam Newton and Jared Stidham every single day in practice. He's starting cam, he's not starting Stidham. There has to be a reason for that. So I feel like if Stidham had usurped Cam Newton in practice, Bill Belichick's never been the kind of guy to ride with the signing just because they signed him. If one player's outperforming another, he starts him. So if Belichick has seen something instead of him, he'd have started him by now. I guess that's my thought process.
1: Oh, I mean, I don't disagree with that either. I, I think that there are multiple things that are true, and one is that Cam is definitely the best quarterback on the roster. I don't disagree with that. It's also true that Cam Newton is, uh, you know, a bottom 10 starter in the league. Uh, also don't know that, you know, why not treat the rest of the year as the preseason and give Jarrett Siddham at least some reps? Because you know what Cam Newton is at this point, and as we'll talk about, the Patriots' odds of reaching the postseason, while Cam does give them the best chance to do that, are astronomically small. So, or maybe microscopically small. Let's use that one. I I, I think that the Patriots just... The reason to turn the offense over to Jarrett Stidham is not because he's better than Cam Newton, but it's about seeing who do the Patriots have for next year and realizing that just Cam is not an accurate quarterback. His throwing mechanics aren't great, and it's hard to get a good read on the other players in the offense while he's still under center because he's just not connecting with the players on any consistency other than Demir Bird, who I think has solidified his role, and I think the Patriots should look into bringing him back next year. But I mean, that's why I think you need to put Stidham out there is that, yeah, he's not as good as Newton as an overall player, but you got to treat the rest of the year like the preseason.
0: Maybe you go with Stidham once that playoff door officially closes, but I don't know. I think you should ride with Newton for now. The other thing that really concerns me about Cam Newton is I'm trying to think of a single, like beautiful throw Cam Newton made uh, recently where the receiver wasn't wide open, he wasn't thrown open through a good pass call. It was like a good pass into a tight window where he looked off the safety, and I just I just can't think of one. Every chunk play they've gotten, I, I I picture these like wide open crossing routes. I guess the Nikhil Harry jump ball was a decent pass, but for the most part, like Cam Newton is only able to see in the passing game when the the conditions are perfect. He's got no pressure, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, and the problem also is that Rich, like we were kind of talking about the how bad the offense was. Like the defense wasn't great either mm-hmm. against the Rams. Those stretch runs were back. They got absolutely gashed. I don't even want to talk about that. What we saw in the run defense. I mean. 171 yards rushing for Cam Akers, averaging six yards a carry on 29. That is just a disgustingly bad average for any team, especially one that – to, it seemed to until on Thursday's game, kind of figure out how to stop the run. So what happened against those those stretch runs on Thursday night?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess what happened is that uh, there was a mix of them. There's the stretch runs, and then there were also just there's straight up power runs, and the Patriots couldn't do anything against either of them. And you know, the Patriots tried to get a little bit lighter. They have Adrian Phillips out there. They they, they don't have the you know the heft <laughs> at their defensive front to go hat on a hat and the Rams don't have a good offensive line. They are sub mediocre and the Patriots are getting moved off their blocks. they were getting super wide lanes to run against and you know, it, it was just a simple cut and go for Akers and the Patriots, you know, John Bentley was biting on whatever play action or initial step that Akers was taking and then he would get washed out of the play. I think it's you know, we've always talked about it. The Patriots defense is only as good as the linebackers that they have and they don't have good linebackers right now. I don't think that it's, uh, there's no hope for Bentley. I'm watching him play, and it reminds me of a Landon Roberts when he was a sophomore junior, and then finally something clicked for him, and he really emerged in his final couple of years with the Patriots. I think that's where Bentley is right now. He still has a lot to learn. He needs to be a little bit more comfortable slowing down the game for himself. But until that happens, the Patriots don't have a good linebacker on the field. They can be easily exploited, uh, and and that's just what happened regularly. The, the Patriots just... Couldn't stop them uh, no matter how they approached it. But I will also say, to the defense's credit, they were on the field for only 17 points. That's not bad. The Rams have a a very good offense overall, top 10 offense. So holding them to 17 points is pretty good, especially when two of those drives were double digit plays. And that's how the Patriots want to play. You know, like the initial drive that the Rams had in the second half, 16 plays for 90 yards yielded a touchdown super disappointing it was almost 10 minutes long as a drive but that's what the Patriots want opposing teams to do that's how the entire strategy behind the Bill Belichick defense is we want you to lead 10 plus play drives because that will mean that you have likely had multiple third downs and that's how we get the ball back is that the odds of a team converting on three third downs on a single drive are very small and so the Patriots defense played their game. It's just that the Rams were able to succeed on these couple of drives. Um, but I mean, the Patriots, they forced three, three and outs in the fourth quarter. They forced another three and out in the second quarter. They weren't terrible. It's just that they were getting no help from the offense. They Cam Newton threw a pick six and uh, the, the defense, you know, that opening drive was just super glaring with how easily acres was able to waltz down the field, or maybe that's the first couple of drives. But other than that, I thought they were pretty okay.
0: They were okay. And I guess I can, I can uh, credit them for not allowing a receiver to catch more than 34 yards receiving, but they didn't need to throw the ball. So I don't know how much you can really, really give credit there. Um, You know, it's kind of like that, that Ravens game in 2009 where, you know, Joe Flacco threw like four passes and, just when you're when you're that susceptible to the run. And again, is it because of the linebacker core? 100%. You know, having lost your best linebacker through opting out and your other two good linebackers through free agency, like you're going to have a weak linebacker core, and we've talked about it all season. It's nothing new at this point. Defense is still good. I think the pieces are in place. But, yeah, when you're giving up 90-yard drives and you give up a huge drive to start the game, your offense goes three and out, and you give up another big drive, that's kind of the game against this Patriots team. When it, when it was 10 nothing, I was like, well, that's that. But it's not meant to come back 10 points against any non-New York Jets team. So I don't <laughs> know, man. I, the, the good news is I think at 6-7, and seven, the the best the Patriots can finish is 9-7. and seven. They are officially eliminated from any kind of AFC East contention. We already knew that going in. But now it's officially mathematically impossible for them to go in. They can still make the playoffs. They absolutely have to win out. A single loss from here on out means they are mathematically eliminated. But, Rich, at 9-7, and seven, should they beat the Dolphins? Should they beat the Bills? Should they beat the Jets? Should those things happen? And they get an absolutely absurd amount of help they can sneak into a wild card. So we got that going for us, I guess.
1: Yeah, and if they do have all of those magic things happen for them, then other teams probably won't want to play New England that much uh, just because anything can happen in the playoffs. Um, So, yeah, I mean, let's break this down. I I mean, one last point on the Rams game before we go in there. The Patriots' offense reached the red zone four times, and they got three points. You can't do that. You just can't do that and expect to win. Super disappointing. They cannot have that level of production and hope to win out. Um, So let's see. As you said, they're on the road against the Dolphins this week uh, for Week 15, and then they host the Bills and host the Jets. Let's talk through the different scenarios in which the Patriots can reach the postseason specifically. So uh, Byrne laid out a very good table on patspulpit.com. Uh, Alec, I, I'm going to run through the different scenarios uh, and then we'll break down each of the teams or each of the things that have to happen and talk about whether or not we think that could happen. So first off, as you said, Patriots have to win out. And then the Brown- three of the following five things have to happen. One, the Browns have to lose out. Two, the Colts or Titans lose out as well. Three, the Dolphins lose two of their final three games. Four, the Ravens lose two of their final three games. And then five, the Raiders lose at least one of their final three games. So the Patriots need three of those things to happen. Let's start off with talking about the Browns. The Browns losing out their final three games. Do we think that could happen? Their next two games are on the road at the Giants, on the road at the Jets, and then they host the Steelers. Do you think the Browns have any chance of losing out?
0: I'd say yes, because they're the Cleveland Browns, and the Cleveland Browns are still the Cleveland Browns, despite their their being good this year. But there's that Week 16 game at the Jets, and there's just no way that anybody (laughs) loses to the Jets. Uh, The Jets are actively going for an 0-16 season. they got to keep pace with the Jaguars, the number one overall pick in the draft. So can I see the Giants upsetting the Browns? Yep. Will they lose to the Steelers? Probably. Although the Steelers might be resting their starters at that point, so who knows? Uh, they could be in, already have their seating locked up at that point. But with Kansas City and them losing
1: a game, they're probably going to have to keep playing. But I think the
0: best-case scenario for the Patriots is they lose two out of three, but that stupid Jets are going to screw them.
1: Ah, oh, totally. And you know what? If if, uh, if the Browns aren't the reason why the Patriots make the postseason and they contribute to the Jets going 0-16, I'm okay with that. I, I am okay with that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I agree. I think the Browns are a different team than what we normally would think of them. They've definitely benefit from an easy schedule going against the NFC East uh, as well as, you know, getting games against teams like the Jets. Um, so uh, I, I don't think that the Browns are as good as the record suggests, but they are good enough to not lose their final three games. Uh, Next point, Colts or Titans losing each of their final three games. The Colts schedule, they host the Texans, they're on the road against the Steelers, and then they host the Jaguars, and then the Titans, they host the Lions, and then they finish their season on the road at the Packers and at the Texans. Do you think either of those teams could lose out?
0: Titans, I think they could lose out. Uh, mm-hmm. Colts, again, play the Jaguars. I don't think they're going to lose that game. But the Texans are a better team than the record indicates. They're already out of it. They're playing spoiler at this point. Uh, the the ease of the hard test, I guess, for, to to say that, was this Lions game coming up in Week 15. But pa- at Packers, at Texans, very losable games. Uh, if the Titans can can drop one to the Lions, that's probably the most feasible pace, path to the Patriots because I don't see the Colts to the Jaguars. I think the Colts maybe go, worst case, One and two down the stretch with that Jaguars uh, win, screwing the Patriots over. But Titans could drop them. They could.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I think that if, well, I mean, we'll know what happens after this week, but at Packers, at Texans, two very hard games for the Titans who will be keeping pace with the the Colts to try and win the AFC South. Uh, so neither of those teams will be wrestling their starters. There won't be any gimme losses on that uh, register for either of those teams. But yeah, I mean, versus Jaguars, the Colts would absolutely love to not let the Patriots into the postseason. And, uh, you know, the Jaguars, as you said, they're trying to compete for that top overall pick, get that Trevor Lawrence out there. Uh, they're, they're trying to go neck and neck with the jets. So that's, I I mean, I'm with you. If of those two, the Titans losing out makes a little bit more sense. I still don't know because I don't know what the Lions are going to do. You know, they, they fired Matt Patricia, they fired Bob Quinn, they're, playing like a different team right now uh but who knows like i, I think that ryan tanhill a top five quarterback in the league derrick Henry's the best running back so they, they have a, a really good offense they have a solid defense i have a hard time like i would say that uh you know two out of three times they don't lose out so I'm, i'd say titans are more likely to but i don't expect it um next one The Dolphins losing at least two of their final three games. They are hosting the Patriots, and then they're finishing the season on the road at the Raiders and at the Bills. Thinking in this scenario, the Patriots have to beat the Dolphins this upcoming week. What do you think are the odds that the Dolphins lose at least one of the Raiders and Bills games? Pretty good.
0: To be honest with you, you know the Bills have proven the past couple weeks, especially, they are one of the better teams in the AFC. The Dolphins are also a very good team, but you know the Raiders are going to be fighting for their playoff lights. That's a must-win game for them, and depending on how the next couple weeks shake out, that at-Bills game could be for the AFC East title, mm-hmm. um, depending on a couple. So that's going to be a, a no-gimme either. So this could definitely go the Patriots' way, but again, they have to beat the Dolphins on Sunday. If they do that, they could definitely drop one of their next two.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I mean... Both of those are hard games. Whenever you're on the road, it's going to be difficult. But the Dolphins going to Buffalo in winter, that's going to be a hard one. Uh, I mean, of the ones that we've talked about, I think Dolphins losing two of their final three makes the most sense to me. Um, So I I, I think that that would be what I put on the board for the Patriots' most direct path. I think that, yeah, the Patriots have to beat them. Then I would say they would lose to the Bills if I had to guess because I imagine that the Bills will be competing with the Steelers that week uh in the in the season finale to try and get that number two seed uh probably behind the Chiefs if I had to guess. Um so there's that. Then the Ravens, them losing two of their final three games, uh I cannot think of an easier schedule to finish the season. They host the Jaguars, they host the Giants, and then they're on the road against the Joe Burrowless Bengals. Man. Uh oof. What, what are the odds are- that the ravens lose even just one of these games
0: yeah i guess maybe you make a case for i guess i had to be really optimistic maybe even in case of the giants upsetting them they've looked pretty good the past couple They're, they don't they don't have a quarterback right now um I, I maybe like we remember how many years wasn't that long ago when the ravens were playing the Bengals and the Bengals won on some fourth and fourth down kind of touchdown to sneak the Bills into the playoffs. That's true. Divisional games you never know, they're always kind of a crapshoot regardless of record and if the Bengals can can keep the Ravens out of the playoffs, they might really get up for it, but I just don't see the Ravens at absolute <laughs> Worse, going more than one, uh, two and one down this stretch.
1: Yeah, totally. And I mean, and even more importantly, the Ravens are currently not in the postseason. They are the eighth seed. They are behind Miami. Miami holds the tiebreaker. So uh, right now, the Ravens do need to keep winning out in order to reach the playoffs. Maybe the Patriots will help them by beating the Dolphins in Week 15. But the Ravens have absolutely nothing to not play for. You know, they have everything to play for for the rest of the year. I cannot see them losing two of their final three games. Um, and so that. And the final one is that the Raiders lose at least one of their final three games. They host the chargers, they host the dolphins, and then they're on the road against the Broncos. This is doable as well. Uh, I think they could lose
0: to either the Chargers or the dolphins. They're not going to lose to the Broncos. The Broncos stink, but uh, I think that chargers could beat them and dolphins could beat them. Uh, you know, I think in a perfect world, the dolphins lose to the Patriots and Raiders and beat the bills. Um, and, and that would really help them out. But, uh, Am I am I confident? No, but I would not be surprised if this is one of the more more likely scenarios of the Patriots.
1: Yeah, totally. I, I agree with that. And I would even say that they could lose to the Broncos because anything in Denver is up in the air, right? I think that anything could happen there, no matter how wonky the Broncos are as a team. uh, You know, the and, uh, the AFC West, any team beats any team there, right? I feel like both of these teams, the Raiders and the Broncos, have given the Chiefs a tough game, I imagine that they could give each other a tough one. I would say that this is the most doable of the options for the Patriots. And so, in sum, Alec, as we're going through this, I think that if the Patriots have a path to the playoffs, it's that the Raiders lose at least one of their final three games, uh, whether it's the Chargers, Dolphins, or Broncos, doesn't matter to me. They the Dolphins have to lose two of their final three games, including one of those being the Patriots winning. So that just means that the Dolphins have to lose either to the Raiders or the Bills, both on the road. I think that is very possible. And then they need one other thing to go their way. In my head, based off of what we talked about, the Titans losing out is the Patriots' best chance to reach the postseason. Uh, because the Patriots need either the Ravens to lose two out of three, or the Colts, Browns, or Titans to lose out. Do you agree that that's the, the best path, is the Titans losing out?
0: Uh, I definitely agree with you on the Dolphins and Raiders. Um, I'm just thinking back the last time the Patriots missed the playoffs at nine and seven, uh, when they won their game and it came down to the last week, and a freak Browns win kept them out of it at the tiebreaker. Um, huh. There's a lot of parallels to that season. Ironically, you know what team went on to win Super Bowl that year? Rich Hill. Who was it? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, so interesting. They, they, um, Brady's got some uh, some inner magic working. Maybe him and Belichick are still working together and scheming. Um, <laughs> I think, honestly, it's the Dolphins and Raiders schedule, and then the Browns just realizing they're the Cleveland Browns. I agree with you 100%. They're not as good as the record indicates. They have a negative point differential. They're basically a running team. I think the Ra- the Ravens game last night was a total aberration of 42 points they put on the board. You're not going to see that again. Uh, I think the Browns could kind of just take that loss really hard and, and craft the bed going forward. So I'm rooting for the Browns, Raven, uh Dolphins and Rangers here yeah
1: I agree I mean uh, we will see that I mean the Patriots they technically can't be eliminated this week so long as you know the unless they lose to the Dolphins if the Patriots win they cannot be eliminated this week Um, but you know if the Titans beat the Lions if the Browns beat the Giants and if the Colts beat the Texans then the Patriots path shrinks just so greatly to needing so much help for the the Ravens to lose and then the Raiders to lose. Um, so we will see. This is as tight of a postseason as we've seen for New England in a very long time. Um, but Alec, I have a, one last question for you on this conversation. Um, I was talking to my friends and I feel perfectly content with both the Patriots not making the postseason. But also for the Bills and the Dolphins to look like they're going to make some noise in the playoffs. I'm kind of excited for them. I think that I don't, I don't know what kind of level of sports fandom privilege I'm coming from. But I would love to see this Bills team make a postseason run. I would love to see this Dolphins team make some noise. Am I crazy?
0: Well, you're not crazy, Rich, for two reasons. One, yeah, that's 100% Patriots fan privilege. You're screaming out of you right now. But I think one (laughs) one of the more... Ridiculous narratives out there from the people that are just hell bent on dying on the Patriots are overrated or Tom Brady's washed uphill. They just they're just dying on that hill. There's nothing they can do about it. They've always talked about how weak the AFC East is as a division and how the Patriots are basically gifted six wins they don't deserve every year. Completely ignoring the fact that those teams play the Patriots twice and without those Patriots losses, they're contenders. And now that the Patriots are kind of out of the picture. We're seeing these are actually pretty good Bills and Dolphins teams. So while well, I'm always happy. With little brother to do well, especially Buffalo, hard not to love the Buffalo Bills. I think also kind of validates the Patriots' past couple seasons of doing well because the AFC East isn't as bad as one thinks they are.
1: Yeah, they're they're not as bad, other than the uh, the New York. Hey, Jets. And there's always the Jets, the old reliable. <laughs> just end the season. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Alec uh that is all I have for this week I hope that the Patriots do get some good bounces their way because they got zero help last week um and and the week before so they, they are really due for some bounces to go their direction um but that's all I have for week 14 as we head into week 15 do you have any final thoughts
0: uh to be honest Rich Hill you know, when we first started doing this podcast I never thought I'd be in the situation where we're having the conversations we're having right now for a lot of reasons but if i have to break down this weird mind f of the season i'm glad i'm doing it with you
1: <laughs> me too alec and until <laughs> next time you have a good one you too buddy later man